Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, Canton of the Blogger, and you are now listening to the LBF Podcast. This is a Let's Talk episode, and it's just going to be me and you having a conversation about some current events and some random thoughts. First up is going to be the income tax and why I'm here for it. Then we're going to get into my throw a brick segment and talking about Meghan and Harry and how racism isn't shocking and Sharon at Osborne in white fragility. We're also going to be talking about traveling, the time change, solo tripping, and much more. So stay tuned. It's going to be smooth, easy, brief, but always fun. So, y'all, all week on Twitter, you guys have been sharing the most hilarious tweets about what y'all have effectively named the Stincom tax. Because, you know, everybody's, most people are starting to get their stimulus check and their income tax around the same time, as well as any other incentives. Some, I think some people might still be getting some unemployment uh, benefits as well. And I've seen a couple of reactions to some of this stuff, like some people feel a way that, you know, if people are actually banking, depending on how many dependents they have, and other people, you know, feel like they should be investing money and y'all know how Twitter can be, um, or the internet for, for that. But I ain't mad at it. <laughs> like, if you're going to have a come up, um, I would, I would rather it go to the people, like you have to think about the history of finances in our country. Um, and you don't have to look too much further than, or go back too much further than 2008 when we had our great recession. And those bailouts didn't go to the little people. Those bailouts went to the corporations that put us in a great re- recession in the first place. So no, I'm not mad at anybody for coming up on a little bag in this moment. And I'm going to need for y'all to stop preaching to people and telling them what they should be doing with their stimulus check because it's been a hard year. We have literally been in the pandemic for a year. Some people just want to splurge on themselves. Some people just want to chill. Some people just want to have fun because I tell you what didn't change. Work demands didn't change. Everybody trying to go back acting like, you know, it's not a pandemic outside. So I don't know how, you know, you guys plan to spend your stimulus check. I will be investing mine um, because I ain't balling like that. So I'm still under the cap (laughs) and I have, I haven't checked my account yet to see if I've gotten it, but when it hits, I already have some things in my Amazon cart that I will be pressing the button to purchase on. So let me know what you're here for, but let me read some, (laughs) let me read some of these tweets because Y'all, when I say I have been crying online, like in the best kind of way, the internet is good for for a few things and a good laugh is always one of them. So it's these tweets that have been going around and they they start with um, direct deposit $14 or $1,400. And then it goes into, you know, how the person plans to spend it. I've seen ones where somebody was like, they had pet spark and asking if they got lions. 
this one is like direct deposit fourteen hundred. Me at Auntie Anne's, bring the uncle too. Like <laughs> y'all got so much time on your hands and are so creative. Like I just love us. I really do. But you know, real talk. Um, use the the stimulus and your income tax for however you see fit and however you need. You know, um, don't worry about you know people feeling like it's a handout because sometimes we do need a hand up. You know, it's it's been a pandemic outside. COVID has been outside for a year and it has not let up. It's actually gotten worse with no end in sight. And I'm not saying go out and just act like ain't no pandemic out here, but enjoy yourself, you know, treat yourself if, if you have the means to do it. And I hope that for anybody that actually needed this money for, you know, bills and everything, that it will help a little bit because I know that for some people this $1,400 doesn't even put a dent into you know the financial crisis that they've been put in since this pandemic so continue to pray for you and hope that you get on the other side of it. Now I'm going to get into what I want to call throw a brick segment because sometimes I don't want to build shit up sometimes I just want to break it and I don't want to contribute to it and one of those things is racism. So the past couple of weeks, um, we've seen different examples of this play out with the Meghan and Harry story and also recently with the Sharon Osbourne story. I think she's on the, ooh, I think you line, the talk. Um, I used to watch that probably back in the day when I didn't have cable, but I haven't watched it recently. But I did see the clips online. But first, we're going to get into Meghan and Harry, and then we'll circle back around to Miss Osborne and, and her white fragility. But first, um, racism isn't shocking, you know, and I don't say that to discredit anybody's reaction to the recent news about the things that have been happening. But um, yeah, like we already knew like Meghan was going through everything she like we were seeing the tabloid headlines when they were writing them <laughs> like and so it's it's not shocking at all for them to be coming out and telling their truth um on their experiences um in Buckingham Palace and you know with the royal family so I just want everybody to like you know just take a step back and realize like you know we had a moment where we celebrated you know this this um Bi biracial woman being welcomed to or what we thought or being entered into um, royalty because it was a historic moment it really was but at the same time it was coming from a place where the people who she, the family she was entering into was the, the same family that had colonized pretty much the whole world you know so what what do we really expect you know and um I saw something the other day that was talking about Queen Elizabeth and how she um, has two of the world's largest diamonds and those diamonds come from Africa. This is who we're dealing with, like people who take things that aren't theirs, that put their stamp on it and think they're entitled and look down on black and brown people. Like it has been this way for centuries. And so even though um, in America, we're used to um, outrageous and you know overt racism I think that because of how the UK is set up it's it's more covert but with this particular situation people were so outraged that 
a person of black descent was in the royal family that they just didn't care anymore about showcasing their racism. And so I, that might be the most shocking thing for a lot of people, but racism in, in itself is not shocking, especially in a predominantly white country <laughs> in the country that kind of is the birthplace of where it all started. So I just want to say that. And I also want to say as much as I can applaud Prince Harry for standing by his wife and for protecting her, y'all, he don't get no pass to the barbecue. Like <laughs> I've seen that going around too. Like he doesn't get a pass to the barbecue for doing what husbands are supposed to do no matter the race. Like I don't care if it's a black man, a white man, a brown man, like you're supposed to protect your wife. You're supposed to stand up for her. You're supposed to be by her side and her equal partner and make sure that you're making the best choice for her and for yourself and for your family. Like he don't get no pass for acknowledging that what she experienced was racism because that's her, you know, unique truth. He just has to be her husband and that's what he's been doing. So he don't get no pass in the black community, at least on my, in my opinion, for that because that's what you're supposed to do. Now on to Ms. Osborne and her little outburst that she had recently um, on, t on television. So I'm not gonna lie, I chose not to watch all of the clip because I just did not feel like it. Um, Cause I already know <laughs> how that goes when it comes to uh, people getting into a space where they feel that their whiteness is being attacked and so they have to defend themselves. So what the situation was with Sharon Osbourne is Piers Morgan is uh, a British, if I'm not mistaken, a British uh, news anchor kind of a person. And he has been uh, for the duration of however uh, Meghan and Prince Harry or <clears throat> Dutch and Duchess <laughs> have been over in the Buckingham Palace going through their own thing and transitioning out into another part of their lives. He has been very critical of Meghan and, you know, very sexist, very racist in his tactics on how he handles discussions about her and surrounding her. So people, especially after this interview with Oprah um, that Meghan and uh, Harry did, they started calling him out for it, you know? And I kind of want to say like, I applaud people for calling stuff out, but I'm just like, y'all saw this before. Were y'all not, like it took all this for y'all to start calling people out like, I, sometimes I don't get that. Like, if you were sitting up there beside him as he was being sexist and racist this whole time, um, why didn't you say something then? But that's neither here nor there. Um, anyway, so he's been uh, <laughs> under fire lately for the way he's been sexist and misogynistic and racist towards Megan in particular on his platform. And Sharon Osbourne took it upon herself to come to his defense you know, with her words and, you know, trying to say that he was being unfairly attacked. So when her um, co-anchors on the show confronted her about it, um, trying to showcase her, trying to make her understand how, what his actions were, what his actions were and how they were racist and trying to get them, her to understand that her supporting him was not okay. She does, she did what a lot of, um, Caucasian people do when under attack and she backed up into a corner 
and she started to go on the defense instead of listening. And at one point, she told Cheryl Underwood, don't you dare cry. Now, this is at the point where I just decided to go ahead and turn off the portion that I was listening to because I could no longer um, sit there and, and watch this woman uh, who doesn't know the first thing about how it feels to have racism enacted against you. Um, tell a Black woman that she can't express her emotions simply because she doesn't agree with her point. And my thing of it is, it's so many out here, like it's, it's literally been a year. Um, if any of y'all remember, because some people seem to have short memories, um, we didn't just enter a pandemic last year. We went into a whole so social injustice um, season for a long time in our country, right? This was right on the brink of Breonna Taylor and Ahmaud Arbery and George Floyd. And everybody wanted to tweet out and everybody wanted to share their little black squares to show their support. But the way you truly show support is when you have the ability to listen to how somebody is telling you racism is actively playing out and you, you sit there and you listen to understand and not to just respond or go on the defense. And so that's what she did. And the problem with it is like, so many people are casual racist that they really feel attacked whenever small things are challenged in other people, right? So if it, if it can be challenged in someone else, if somebody else comes under, under fire for something they said, then you'll see a lot of these casual racists go to that person's defense. Because, oh my God, if this person gets in trouble for something they said, then that means that I must be problematic too. And a lot of people don't want to face that truth about themselves, so they get defensive. And all I have to say about that is tough titty. Like you have to be true, truthful and honest with yourself. So if somebody is telling you that the ways you think, the ways you've been operating are a little off, that you need to fix it, that you need to understand that the friends and the company that you keep and the people that you try to support are problematic, listen. <laughs> and so she issued an apology, but she can go ahead and, and keep that to the side because I'm all for growth, but I don't think it happens overnight. I really don't think that you can be so, you can, you can be so hell-bent on your point um, that you are literally telling someone else that they, there's no room for their emotions on national television. And then a couple of hours or a day or two later, you wanna change your tune because you see people are calling you out on your bullshit. No, sit with this moment. I hope it hurts and you can throw a brick at all that. Relax, heal, and embrace a better you. Spa Danny offers quality yet affordable massages customized just for you. Let Danny create a space for you to hit the pause button. Who doesn't need that at the start of 2021? Why not start today? You can call or text at 843-687-2079. That's 843-687-2079. You can also message her on her business page at spadenny underscore on Instagram or follow her on Facebook 
at Spadani LLC. You can also book online at SpaDannyExperience.com. That's SpaDannyExperience.com. Treat yourself, be good to yourself, and let 2021 be a whole vibe. Now, let's get on to traveling. So currently I am on location with LBF. I got my mic, I got my computer and all my little attachments and I'll be out of my home state for about a week trying to, you know, do some other stuff and catch up on some uh, work that I got. But I still want to make sure that I was bringing episodes to you guys and, you know, doing what I need to do for the brand. So I'll be recording on location, but for the first time in over a year, I think um, I traveled. And this was especially unique because I'm used to traveling. I'm not one of those world travelers, but I I do get around often to different places. And um, it was different. So I didn't know if if anybody else has had the experience of traveling lately, but I just want to walk you through what you could possibly run into um, if you are choosing to travel anytime soon. Because I know summer is coming up. The pandemic is still outside, but I know so many people are just stir crazy at this point. It's like, it's it's really nothing you can do, right? A lot of us are still trying to do all we can, stay in the house, social distance, wear our mask. But because a lot of others aren't doing it, it just makes it feel like it's pointless and you still want to do something for yourself but you wanna do it safely. So these are the things that are in place right now to help you do that. So if you do plan to fly, um, right now from what I've seen, I flew, I flew American Airlines. And of course the planes aren't being filled up to capacity, which is a great thing. That was one of my main concerns whenever I was booking my flight was that they were gonna to try to load us all in one place and we were gonna be on top of each other. Now, um, you get to choose your seat. So a lot of times when you're booking online, um, you're going to see the fact that a lot of the the seats are grayed out, but that's just because they're doing social distancing, even when you're on the plane. So that's a great thing. I don't know if every airline is doing that or if that's a federal mandate, but that's something to check into if you are looking into flying anytime soon. With that being said, in the airports, um, I went to several different ones during my travels and they have mandates, um, federal mandates for masks. They have, I think, a fine for it. It's like 250 if you don't have your mask on and it gets up to 500 for your second offense. And I'm just like, yeah, I really do feel like that's gonna uh, discourage a lot of people from just feeling like they can do what they want to. Um, For the most part, I saw everybody, you know, complying. And this was people from all over. And even with that being said, um, the seats were marked off so that everybody you know, was spaced out and, you know, wasn't on top of each other either. Now, people being people, you know, standing in line is always one of those things where I don't know why people feel like they got to be on the back of your neck um, to get to point from point A to point B. But it's just like, we going to get there. I, I need for you to go ahead and back up to your little bubble on the floor because the line going to move, I promise you. So that might be something you run into. That irks me for something. It just irks me. It's no reason. Even pre-COVID, before we was even in this pandemic, 
Y'all, it's no reason to be breathing on the back of somebody's neck. Like, back up. And then you got your bags. I got my bags. Why your bag touching my bag? You too close. I can hear your whole conversation because you're right here in my ear. Like, it's just, give people space, okay? If you're traveling, <laughs> rule of thumb, give yourself space, give everybody else space, okay? Um, For the flights, they didn't uh, have like a full service like they usually do as far as like beverages and snacks and stuff, but they did give you like a little snack pack depending on how long your flight was. And, you know, hand sanitizer and, and stuff like that was always available. Now, the airports... For the most part, they're, they're looking like they're running pretty smoothly as far as like to capacity. Um, it still was like a good amount of traffic is what I'm trying to say through the airport. It wasn't like, you know, less people were traveling. I think we're going to see a lot more activity happen with travel and airports, especially coming up on spring and summer. But hopefully those little small tips um, are helpful. And also that you're traveling with your own... Um, hand sanitizer and stuff too because you know soap and water yeah wash your hands but at the same time like make sure like I was making sure I was wiping down the things that I touch I don't care how clean they say something is like if I'm touching the seat or if I'm sitting in my seat I'm getting my little wet nap out so I can wipe it down real quick like just making sure you're keeping yourself safe because even if you feel like you're doing all that you can it's still that possibility that even if you don't get sick you can be a carrier and so what one thing I'm going to make sure I do once I get back is go get tested again before I go back around my family, because I don't want to bring them back something that, you know, could be detrimental to their health. Now, this time change, um, I'm going to get into that real quick, because, y'all, I was today years old when I realized that the time change, time change happens from it, it goes from one o'clock to three o'clock. So this fucked me up, right? So <laughs> I had to get I had to get up for at 2:45. I had to get up at 2:45 because I need to get dressed and everything, and then I need to get on the road, be on the road by like 3:30 because I had to drive to the airport, which was like an hour and a half away. And my flight was at six. I know, y'all. It's, it's it's been a lot. It's been a long day, but I didn't know that the time wasn't going to pick up on the fact that my alarm was set for 245 because technically there was going to be no 245. Had I not had someone tell me like, they were like, yo, did you set your alarm? And I was like, yeah, I set my alarm. And then they were like, okay, what time are you getting up? And I told them, and I was like, you realize like, it's not going to be a two. It's, it, the time is going to change from one and it's going to go straight to three. And I was like, that don't make sense. I thought time change starts at midnight. And they were like, no, it always starts at two. He was like, you, you go from one o'clock to three o'clock. So what we decided to do <laughs> was set the alarm for 1.59 to see if like the phone would pick it up and adjust it. Y'all, I kid y'all not, I was so sleepy. So the alarm goes off at 1.59. I'm looking at the clock. And it literally changes from 159 to three o'clock. And I was hoping I can get like 45 minutes more sleep. And I just had to roll myself out of bed. So I hope you set your clocks back by now. Um, it's Monday and it is a new week. We've lost an hour. And um, for the most part, I, I think that 
we do pretty well even with losing an hour because we are suck, sucking up a lot more sunshine and so we have a little bit more energy um and I hope that's true for you because I I can tell a difference already um today I didn't get tired as fast as I would normally if it had been darker sooner like it is in the wintertime so don't just think the time change is a bad thing think about all the wonderful things you can do with all the daylight um and just go from there so I want to go on to talking about solo tripping so I do want to take some solo trips and I'm trying to figure out the best locations to go where I can be secluded because I don't really care to be around a lot of people um not only because we're in a pandemic but I do I'm getting over a spell of being burnt out and I think the best thing that I can continue to do for myself is uh give myself grace and space <laughs> and uh, I've been looking at some different places like I've been trying to look at some unique stuff I've always wanted to stay in like a tree house or a cabin or you know someplace like that the problem with that is I should have booked this stuff up like a month or two ago because now everything is booked this is how I know travel is picking back up because everything is booked the stuff that I was looking at a few months ago that was open, that was available is now booked up until the, the fall, you know? So anyway, my first solo trip I took <laughs> was to New York. Um, and I wrote a blog post about that. Check it out on letsbuildfutures.com. Um, and it was a great trip. I took the trip um, after my dad passed away and I had a lot of stuff going on and I just needed to go and clear my mind and be with myself and not have to be responsible for anybody but myself. And it was a great experience, it really was. So I encourage you to go check out that blog post um, and hopefully it can get you thinking about taking some solo trips. Since then I've gone to like smaller cities alone but I'm really trying to think about like places on the East Coast where I'm already at that is easy to access. Like I can drive there or a flight would be like an hour or two. Um, so I'm not like going across country and doing all that extra stuff for traveling. Um, trying to do small trips, local trips. I think a lot of times we um, overlook like the local attractions in our areas that can give us that little break that we, we crave. But uh, if y'all have any suggestions, let me know. I just I just went to Philly today and I realized that I hadn't really actually looked around Philadelphia. Um, that's one of the cities, one of those cities probably on the East Coast, the major ones that I hadn't been to yet. So I might check that out um, and let y'all know how that experience goes. But tell me your solo tripping, you know, experiences. You can always write me. On, uh, at my email at allthingslbf at gmail.com. And I would love to hear your stories about your solo trips because I, I am a big advocate for taking trips on your own, like not coordinating no schedules with nobody, not having to wait on nobody, not having to worry about what somebody else wanna do. When you travel by yourself, it's a whole vibe. You hear me like in, I want everybody to have that experience. And I know many of you have, so I would love to hear those, those stories. And hopefully I can get some ideas too, because um, I'm in need, I'm getting that itch. <laughs> um, and I, I wanna go somewhere where I can just like 
be in nature. And it's also like, depending on what you want to do too. Like sometimes I get a vibe for a city. The other, other times I get a vibe for like being out in the country and nature. And sometimes I get a vibe for like something in between, but yeah. I want to go into talking about um, if you are planning to take a trip, um, let's say you want to go to the beach or you're going to a hotel or Airbnb and it has a pool. Look into the bikinis from Splash and Sexy. Um, those are ones I posted on my Instagram at Antoinette underscore the blogger. Go look at the stories there and check out the bikinis um, that I'm wearing because they, those bikinis are by Splash and Sexy. And if you want to purchase any of those items that I'm wearing and more, you can check them out at Salone uh, underscore Denisha's page. So, so that's the owner. That's uh, You can check those out at Salone Denisha's page. That's S-L-O-N-E underscore D-I-N-E-S-H-A. Y'all, that, that was hard for me to spell. <laughs> and it's not because her name is hard. It's because I'm dyslexic as hell and I'm sleepy as hell. But um, check it out. I will tag her. <laughs> I'll tag her in my story so that you can uh, just click on that. Go straight to her page and check out all the awesome bikinis and swimwear that she has available. Because if nothing else, we can still have fun in the, in, in, in the middle of a pandemic but we can still enjoy our, our summer. And I think that's something I didn't really, no, I actually did do. I actually enjoyed my summer last year, but I didn't do as much as I wanted to do, like wear a bikini. So <laughs> with that being said, um, check out Splash and Sexy and uh, yeah, tap into that. So I wanna just uh, talk about also getting your mojo back after you've been burnt out. So if you listen to the recent episode here an LBF podcast. I had a two-part um, talking about burnout and how that, you know, has been affecting different areas of life, how we, what we think about it and how we handle it. And um, I got my mojo back, y'all. <laughs> I don't know if y'all can tell, if you follow me on any social media, you'll probably uh, see that I've been posting more than I had in the, in the last few weeks. And I've been actually pumping out episodes and uh, getting back on my grind for the most part. And I want to just say that, that that was in part due to having some conversations about changing some, you know, routines I had gotten into. Um, also having like deep conversations with myself. Um, I'm always an advocate for that. You know, that's what LBF is all about, like building better conversations, whether, whether it be with yourself or another person, we won't have that hard conversation. And I asked that question recently on my social media as well. Like, when was the last time you had a hard conversation? You know, what was that conversation? Um, what was your body language saying during that conversation? And what lessons did you learn from that hard conversation? So I had a hard conversation with myself about, you know, the things that I needed, the things that I wanted and the stuff that I needed to change in order to achieve those things and to have those things. And I realized a lot of the reason why I was burnt out is because I was being too hard on myself. I was trying to do too much for too many people. <laughs> and um, I wasn't accounting for a lot of the changes that were happening in my life. But with my mojo being back, sometimes it's like you can go from a period of being burnt out to a period of getting like a burst of energy. But if you're not careful and you haven't learned your lesson in that burnout to like just pace yourself, that burst of energy could fizzle out. So that's where I'm at now. I'm trying to make sure I pace myself 
because I know I have a tendency to do that. Like I have a tendency to get burnt out, come back in strong. <laughs> and the next thing you know, I fizzle out for a second. And then I, you know, come back in and I don't want, I want to break that pattern because it's so many things that I want to try to do, try to accomplish. The only way I can do that is to be more balanced and to be more intentional with how I spend my time. Because it's only so much a can for it to go around. I know y'all think that I can be everywhere. <laughs> doing everything but I can't I'm only one person so that is what I have when it comes to getting my mojo back and I hope that if you've been dealing with your own burnout that you have gotten yours back too um you can tell me that story as well again all things obf at gmail.com write me your stories your questions your topic ideas let me know what you think about the podcast um, actually, you can do that by leaving a review. That would help a lot, um, especially with our ratings. So remember to like, share, subscribe, share this conversation with a friend. I know this was a brief episode, but that's just because, you know, it's only me right now. I'm so used to having another guest. I know we started um, LBF podcast off uh, with just Kay Antoinette, and I love talking to you guys. I never have a problem getting on the mic and just, you know, talking to you and, and seeing where everything is at but I also want to make sure that we're touching bases and we're giving you what you need to get through your week and to handle the things that you need to handle so the way I do that is to check in with you the builders making sure that I'm talking to you and that you're talking back to me one way you can do that is by leaving a review writing the email that I uh, let you know is allthingslbf at gmail.com and I don't know. We'll be back in it soon. Um, right now, I have a promotion going on where you can win yourself some LBF merchandise, um, whether that be a coffee mug or a crop top, because <laughs> I love crop tops, y'all. I was thinking about the best thing for LBF and what better to do than, you know, something I love myself, which is a good crop top. Um, I have them in all sizes from extra large to extra small, so nobody's excluded. Um, but the way you can win that merchandise is to follow the Let's Build Futures page on Instagram, and that is at let's underscore build underscore futures. And you can also, um, also subscribe to the LBF podcast and leave a review. Once you do that, I'll put your name in a raffle and I will, uh, let you know who the winner is based off that raffle on April 4th. So if you're interested in doing that, please do it. Um, share <laughs> again and uh i'll talk to you guys next time Bye. <laughs>